Hi, and welcome back to Pine of Football. I'm your host, Brady Freehill, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Avery Jones. So, uh, this is our Copa America special. And, uh, the, you know, biggest thing to talk about in the Copa America for us USA fans is obviously the U.S. men's national team. Yep. Who have had three straight wins. And, well, they've had more than three straight wins, but three straight wins in the pre-Copa America games, and have looked very good. Yeah, definitely. They, um, they ended up beating Ecuador 4-0, something like that. Oh, Bolivia. Uh, Bolivia. Sorry, I get those mixed up. But they beat Bolivia 4-0, who's no slouch. They're a decent team in uh, uh, in the in the Copa America region, and they beat Ecuador 1-0. So Ecuador is a solid team in Copa America. They're going to be um, you know, a handful for any team they play. Uh, they've got a lot of talent, and we really look good against them. I, I know, especially against Ecuador, um, even though it was only a 1-0 win, we dominated the game. We looked like the more dangerous team for, you know, 85 of the 90 minutes, and we got a goal at the end, and I think it was well-deserved. No, I agree, and I think we controlled a game against the South American team, which is something that we don't usually do. We usually were on the back foot when we're playing South American teams, but Bolivia obviously is, an, you know, an outlier because they don't necessarily have the talent that most South American teams have. Right. But with Ecuador, we only won 1-0, but we definitely had the bulk of the chances. Darlington Nagby got his first goal. I mean, the team looked really good. I thought Bobby Wood played well, and Bobby Wood's played well in all three games. Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad that uh, Darlington Nagby is getting a chance now. I thought he was one of the more notable exclusions. Um, not in the World Cup, because he wasn't as big of a name, but... Uh, recently in a lot of friendly matches he didn't get much of a chance but um, it seems like he's getting more of a chance now and it, that's good for MLS players in general general um, I think with Klingsman we didn't really give uh, MLS players enough of a chance and you know we'll talk about that a little bit later with our snubs um, notably Jordan Morris I think he should have been on the squad for sure but um, yeah I mean it, it's good to see MLS players you know making an impact for the US national team yeah no I agree and the weird thing about Darlington Nagby is he wasn't even eligible to play for the men's national team until about a year ago because mm. he's f- born in Africa, somewhere in Africa, I believe. But, you know, it probably just took him a little while for Klinsman to see him because, you know, you probably don't have a guy in your radar when you don't realize he can't even play for you. Yeah. Which we have uh, Kakuta Mena from Austin. Yeah. Supposedly oh, yeah. he has been uh, talking to Klinsman because he just became a U.S. citizen, actually. Oh, he did? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Hmm. Very yeah. solid player. Yeah, and hopefully he'll be in you know in the fold in the future. But mm. speaking of the now, there's a few players who will be in the fold in the future that didn't make it to the Copa America, like Jordan Morris. Yeah, definitely. I think Jordan Morris was a big, um, a big leave off uh, of our roster. I mean, he's he's been playing well for the Sounders. He's been getting goals every once in a while, and um, he's one of our big young talents. You know, he scored that big goal against Mexico that really catapulted them into the uh, limelight, and he's really reacted well, especially for a young player. Um, another one is Julian Green. I really like Julian Green uh, personally. I think he's got a lot of talent. He's very quick. He's very skillful on the ball. Um, a little bit undersized, but we saw that that didn't affect him very much when he came in in the World Cup and scored that goal. Um I think it was a bit of a let-off to see him not make the roster, especially since we're not making the Olympics this year. Um, and that would be a fallback for a lot of our younger players to play. Um, and it, that, that wouldn't make the cut for the Copa America. Um, I definitely think Julia Green should have made it, as well as uh, Matt Miazga. He's another young player. Um, and I think, I think that we need to do a better job of bringing young talent through. Um, you know, you look at our, our lineup, our starting lineup, at least, like, six of the guys, this is going to be their last competitive yeah. tournament, you know what I mean? Got kind of, they're on the wrong side of 30, mm-hmm. they're kind of over the hill, 
and I mean, I think we right now we kind of have a nice mixture. I think if Klinsman was feeling safe with his job, he would have brought more young people and risked it a little more. But he's kind of playing; for, he's coaching for his job, and so you know he's kind of got to be safe and bring guys who he knows and has experience. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. But at the same time, you look at another layoff or leave off was uh, Omar Gonzalez. Yeah, um, he's very experienced. He's played in every major tournament that the U.S. plays in. He's a good center back, and I think he'd be a good pairing with John Brooks. No, I agree. I, I I do too, and I think I think maybe the reason he was left off was because Jeff Cameron is going to be the one who pairs with John Brooks, and I, honestly, I'm not really quite sure what his thinking was there. Maybe something with Omar Gonzalez he doesn't like. I mean, Jurgen Klinsmann, if you have, at least in my opinion, I feel like he picks favorites. He has guys he really yeah. likes and guys he doesn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, you see that, and it's it's kind of sad because you see players getting left off that you know should at least get a chance to play the U.S. national team, um, and a lot of guys that aren't really getting chances. You know, like a Julian Green, he's not really getting a chance at Bayern Munich. Same with Matt Biazga at Chelsea, doesn't really get that much of a chance. Um, but they're not getting chances in club, and that's really reflecting on their their selections as a as an international player. Whereas Julian Green, I think, could make a big impact for the national team. No, I agree. Um, I think given the chance, yeah, I think they need moves elsewhere. I think if you want a chance to play for your national team, regardless if it is USA, you can't be sitting on the bench or right. being a reserve. Yeah, not even making the bench. You need to be starting games, even if that means taking a pay cut, even if that means playing in a worse league. If you want, if you have any sort of ambition to play in a World Cup for the men's national team, you know, doesn't matter if you're Brazilian, Argentinian, American, English, if you want to, you know, play for your country, you have to play club, because you don't get better right. sitting on the bench. Right. Um, and you were you were telling me the other day that Julian Green was playing games for uh, Bayern Munich 2, yeah. which is in the German 4th Division. Yeah, which is not good enough. Yeah, it's, it's not good enough. Um, so, he's one of those guys that does need a move, for sure. Um and I think hopefully once he gets a move and he starts playing more, um, he'll get more time with the U.S. national team because I think he could be a very good player um, for the U.S. national team going forward. Speaking of good players going forward, though, Kristen uh, Pulisic made yeah. the roster, and he's he's very good. He's no, already he very is. good, and he's 17. Yeah, he is, and the future is very bright with him. Hopefully, you know, he lives up to all of our expectations and, you know, hopefully he doesn't disappoint because – I mean, I, you know, if you watch sports, you notice a lot of these guys get these crazy expectations and they never do anything. But yeah. he, he looks sharp. He looks good. I think the only thing that could derail him would be injuries. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Playing as much as he is, as young as he is, I mean, he's he's a regular starter for Borussia Dortmund. I mean, that's no small feat um, for any any age player, yeah. you know. You could be in the prime of your career yeah. and never make the Dortmund squad. Um, and for him to be doing it at 17 is big, but you got to worry about him staying healthy because he is such a small kid. Um, but that being said, he's also a very strong player. I he remember is. watching the uh, the Ecuador game, and I saw him hold off a guy that probably outweighed him by 40 pounds without a problem and found a pass easily. Um, so it's good to see that from him. Uh, and he's also a very technical player going forward. So No, he is very technical. And not only that, I think he – kind of already has the mindset you need to be a good player yeah because it's a mental thing just as much as it is a physical or technical thing playing professional soccer definitely. and playing for Dortmund definitely helps playing it I think playing in Germany helps all these athletes because as we see with Germany in the World Cup and in the leagues they just have a different mentality they do and I think that's what sets them apart um I think individually speaking 
they could be given a run for their money, you know, talent wise yeah. by like a France or um, many South American many teams. South American teams. But what really sets them apart is their mentality. I mean, they're very professional and they're very focused on how they go about the game. Yep. And I think that's what wins them a lot of games. Um, and so you see the Germanican theme kind of. Um, I think that's really helped the U.S. national team because of that mentality. Now that being said, I would like to see you know more um, natural born Americans, like mm-hmm. uh, domestic Americans, coming through the ranks and being developed because a lot of our team is you know born overseas on a U.S. base. They are U.S. citizens, and I believe they have a right to play. Yeah, but I. I mean, you'd like to see a lot more domestic product coming out. No, I agree. And this was a very hot topic with Abby Wambach, who I'm going to go on the record saying who I absolutely hate. Yeah. And she came out and said that, you know, that they're not even real Americans and stuff like that. And even Landon Donovan, who I'm not a big fan of either, had negative things to say about it. Yeah, but I don't think we should punish a guy because his dad serves this country. Exactly. And he is born in Germany. It makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, if, if your dad or mom is an American citizen, right? Yeah. And, and serving the country. Yep. You should be able to play. Oh, I mean, exactly. Even, like, non-athletes, right? If their parents are American citizens, even if they've been born and lived their whole lives in another country, they still have the right to be an American citizen. So why would it be any different for playing for the national team? If you're an American citizen, you you can play for the U.S. national team. Yeah, and we shouldn't punish people for their parents serving our country. Exactly. It's, it's ridiculous. But, uh, I mean... I, I, I do agree that we should bring more domestic talent through, but uh, you can't punish guys for, you know, being born overseas to American parents. No, you especially can't. Especially those in the armed forces. You can't. And I think we could go down this rabbit hole all day. Yeah, we definitely but could. to get to the Copa America, do you think Brazil is as much of a threat? Because obviously they won't be as good without Neymar, but are they still one of the favorites? I don't know. Um, I've never really liked Brazil's national team. I mean, they're immensely talented, don't get me wrong. I think they're one of the most talented teams in the world, but I've never liked them against world-class opposition. Yeah. Um, I think the mentality isn't really there. They're a bunch of superstars. Uh, like I said, they're great players, very talented players, but they're a bunch of superstars with the superstar mentality that they all have to carry the team. Um, and it, they don't necessarily have a great defense either. No, they don't. Um, and and they're a very attacking mind, attacking minded team, but when they come up against a team like Germany, as we saw in the World Cup, with a with the right mentality and a professional attitude towards the game, and the whole team working together towards one goal, they crumble. No, they know? do. Um, and that's what really worries me about the Brazilian national team is not so much missing Neymar, which will be a big loss. Is their their mentality just isn't there? You know. Yeah. In in my opinion, I think this defense isn't necessarily stronger than usual than it was in the World Cup, but I think Felipe Luis is a better defender than Marcelo is. Mm -hmm. I think Marcelo is better going forward, better technically, but Felipe Luis should be starting for Brazil, and he's a very good defender. He plays for Atletico Madrid. Yeah, I mean, that's a very good defensive team, so that tells you a lot. Yeah, and Miranda, who played for Atletico Madrid, who's with Inter now, so... Again, I I also think a good Brazilian defender is the the world class players. I mean, they're great players, yeah. but there's just something that they lack that other countries have with their defenders. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think it's I I can't really put my finger on it. If anything, I would say um, I don't know a a, a a similar mindset towards games. You know, you look yeah. at all these these teams like uh, Brazil's back line, right? They have Thiago Silva. They've got Miranda, and they've got Felipe Luiz or um, Marcelo. Marcelo. Yeah, and Dev, did you say Dev Luiz? 
and David yeah. Luiz, but I, I yeah. <laughs> don't get me started on David Luiz. I don't like him. I don't think he's a very good player. But two, uh, I mean, two of those guys are on rival squads: mm-hmm. Felipe Luiz and uh, uh, Marcelo. Marcelo, sorry, yeah. and Danny Alves. All three and Danny Alves. Players. Yeah, they're all three rival squads. Yeah, right? and then you've got two guys, the two center backs that play in different leagues and probably never see each other yeah. play or, you know, yeah. play against each well, other or anything. if it's Thiago Silva and David Luiz, they're teammates. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I don't think that David Luiz will beat out Miranda. I no. think Miranda's, or shouldn't beat out Miranda. Because David, Lu- yeah, David Luiz and Thiago Silva did not travel, but, yeah, right. they're, they're both very good players. Oh, they didn't travel? No, they didn't. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah. Blow that out of the water. Yeah, because um. <laughs> it should be Marquinhos and Miranda that'll probably start. Okay. at the center yeah. back, which isn't bad, but I agree. I think that I think defense is as much as a chemistry and a mental thing than it is a yeah. how good you are at defending. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You gotta you gotta defend as a unit. Um, and you know coaches preach that you gotta defend as a unit, cover your men, and stuff like that. But it seems like Brazil with their superstar attitude. It doesn't work, especially throughout the midfield. I think the midfield is where they really struggle defensively. I mean, I know they have Ramirez, but is Ramirez really going to be playing that much? No, I don't think Ramirez isn't even in the roster. Exactly. So yeah. I mean, they're one good defensive midfielder, who yeah. I don't, I, I don't necessarily even like him as a defensive midfielder. But their one decent defensive midfielder isn't even playing. Yeah, I mean, I think Casemiro and Luis Gustavo are decent. Um. But yeah, Ramirez is probably the best, but going to China wasn't great for him. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I mean, there's four guys who play in the Chinese league yeah. on the Brazil squad. And yeah. we can't forget about Jonas, who scored 30-plus goals for Benfica this year. Had a great yeah, season. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it, it'll be interesting. They're always a threat. Mm-hmm. No matter no matter how bad they've been playing or you know what happened in the last World Cup or if they bring necessarily a... Their best squad, which I wouldn't say it's a B squad because there's still a lot of good players, but they're missing some guys who would start. They're still always a threat in any tournament because it's Brazil. I mean, they definitely have the talent. Yeah, they're. That's the thing is they're all talent, less mentality, you know. And in playing in the Copa America, they're not going to run up against a team like Germany, with you know. I would say Germany has the best mentality of any of yeah. any national team in the world. Um, Argentina has a good mentality, I think. I think no, they'll be yeah, very agreed. organized and stuff like that. But they do have they do have the potential to just out playing out talent people, you yeah. know, um, which makes them a dangerous team. I just don't think they'll be able to out talent every single team they play throughout the tournament. You know, I think you're right. And speaking of the tournament, uh, we're gonna go through and tell you, you know, our predictions and what's gonna happen throughout the tournament. And so we'll start off with Group A, which is USA, Colombia, Costa Rica, and Paraguay. Right. Um, this is an interesting one for me personally because I like I, I want the U.S. to be you know successful and I want them to do well and I think they could do well, but the better part of my judgment says that Costa Rica and Colombia will go through. I think that the U.S. will be able to beat Paraguay, um, but I think they'll lose to Costa Rica and Colombia. I think Costa Rica is a very good team and they did miss out on bringing Keylor Navas who got hurt. Um, in the Champions League final, but that's that's going to be a big loss for them. But I think as a team, they're one of those teams that is they're they're like a uh, an Atletico Madrid. They're very well coached and they're they're very team oriented. Yeah. Um, or team play oriented side. Yeah. I, I see. I, I have USA coming in second in the group and Colombia winning. Right. And I mean it'll it'll be interesting. I think it'll be close. I don't I don't think I don't think it'll come down to the last day on who yeah. the second team is. Maybe even the first team. 
depending on how the first game goes, which is Friday night, mm. which is very exciting. So, you know, everybody should make sure to tune into that. I, I believe it'll be on Fox Sports 1. Right, it's uh, USA-Columbia. Yeah, USA-Columbia, Friday at 8, 8, 8.30 Central Time. Right. Yeah. And then Group B, we got Haiti, Peru, Brazil, Ecuador, which I don't think we need to talk about much. It's, yeah. It's pretty much chalk. Brazil, I think it's Brazil Ecuador. and Ecuador, yeah. yeah. And then Group C is an interesting one. We have Jamaica, Venezuela, Mexico, and Uruguay. See, this one gave me a little bit of trouble. I always thought Uruguay was going to win the group. But yesterday, I thought Venezuela would go through over Mexico. But I changed my mind. I think yeah. Mexico is going through over Venezuela. Yeah. Um, that may be me by being an American-biased fan. But um, generally, I don't like Mexico to do well in these big tournaments. Uh, you know, they, they seem to have trouble once it comes to the big pressure games against big-time opponents. No, they do. I mean, they crumbled against the Netherlands. Exactly. Which some Mexican um, fans might say was a dive, but yeah, sucks I'm, to suck Mexico. <laughs> it happened, all right? Yeah. Um, either way, I mean, I, I just I don't like them against big teams. Um, mm-hmm. And I did pick Venezuela to go through yesterday. I'm changing my mind. I'm taking Mexico today. Um, and here's why. I don't think that Venezuela will be able to out-talent them. Yeah. I think Mexico has too much talent for Venezuela, and I think Venezuela doesn't have the right kind of players to be able to sit back and counterattack Mexico, which is what they would need to do to yeah. do Yeah, and I think Mexico has a lot more talent than people realize, too. Yeah, they do. They definitely do. So who do you have winning the group? Uh, I have Uruguay winning that group. And then Mexico in second. Yeah. Yeah, see, we haven't flipped. I have Mexico beating Uruguay. Right. And then Group D, we have Panama, Bolivia, Argentina, and Chile. Right. I have Argentina, or no, sorry, I have Chile winning their group in Argentina. Um, I think, and this group will be determined by the first game of the group. Yeah. Which is Chile versus Argentina, which is on Sunday night or Monday night? I, I believe, believe it's on Monday. Chile, Argentina is Monday at 9. Monday at 9, Central Time. Yep. Um, and I think that's what will determine the group. I think that, uh, you know, a lot of these teams, especially the superstar-laden teams, like the ones that are just filled with great players yeah. like Argentina... Generally, they sometimes struggle to get going yep. because they're all used to being the best player on their team and not having to play a role. Yeah. Um, and so they're going to have to work on fitting into that mold. Whereas Chile, they've got a lot of good players, but they've got their stars and they know who they are. It's established who's going to be leading that team. You know what I mean? It's yep. going to be Vidal and Sanchez. Mm, yep. um, so they'll look to them for leadership. And they've got great talent around them. But they know who's leading the team. You know, with with Argentina, there's a lot of players that could lead that team. There's Messi. There's Iguain. There's Aguero. There's Di Maria. Maria. You know, there's a lot of great options, which is a good thing and a bad thing sometimes. You know, you got to have your one leader, which I think Messi is going to be the leader. But you got to figure out the hierarchy in that team. You can't have everybody trying to take the team and put it on their back. No, I agree. I think you're right. In with that being said, I think Argentina will win the group just because I think they'll find a way to beat Chile, who they usually struggle with. It'll be a close game. Yeah, definitely. That, that's a guarantee. I mean, it, that game could go either way. No, really. it could. It, it, and I'm I'm just taking Chile in that because I think that they'll be able to start quicker. But uh, I I don't see Argentina having a problem getting through that group. Yeah, no, I don't think either. With Bolivia and Panama being the other teams, I don't think Chile yeah. or Argentina will struggle to get through. Yeah. But the thing is with. Winning that group or losing that group, I mean, or coming in second in that group, you're gonna have to face likely either Uruguay or Mexico. Yeah. So I mean, neither one's really a winner. No. You know no. what I mean? I mean, both of those games are gonna be very hard. Yeah. Um. So. And then I guess we'll see. Who do you have in your semifinals? 
My semifinals. One second. Let me okay, I got I got Colombia playing Argentina and right. Brazil playing Mexico. Well, I've got uh, I've got Colombia and Ecuador and Costa Rica and Brazil. Okay, and then who do you who do you have advancing to the finals? Um, wait, this is the quarterfinals. No, this is the this is the final the semifinals. Oh, my fault, my fault. Um, that means I had Colombia and. Oh, so you have Argentina oh, and Chile. Oh, I'm sorry. Arge- yeah. yeah, Argentina and Chile uh, advancing to the yeah, final. Yeah, see, I have Argentina okay. in the final as well, but I have them playing Mexico. I just right. think Mexico, every game is going to be a home game, which will be a huge advantage to them. Yeah, that is a big advantage. They've got a lot of... Um They've got a lot of fans. You no, know, they do. Especially in all their games are in the yeah. southern United States. Yeah, they play in, in the group stage. They play in Arizona. They play in Phoenix, Houston, and LA, right, which is so very predominantly Hispanic yeah. cities. So, um, plus they're pretty near the border. No, so, very I mean, near the traveling border. Traveling fans, it's not going to be much of no, a problem. No, I mean it could. It, playing in LA for some people, that's like a three-hour drive. Same yeah. with Phoenix, it's not long. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they're going to have a lot of home support. Um, I actually have them going out in the quarterfinals to Chile. Um, and I have Chile and Argentina in a rematch in the finals. Um, who I'm taking Argentina in that. So yeah. I think Argentina is going to end up winning it all. Yeah, I have Argentina actually losing to Mexico. I think it'll be right. a close game. I think it'll be interesting. But, I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's anything could happen, really. There's a yeah, lot of good really teams could. in this tournament. This Copa America is very loaded. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, we have the Euros in, they start the 10th, so in right. nine days. So, I mean, this is going to be a loaded summer with lots of soccer. Plus the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, and the Olympics. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I think that does it for... Actually, no, no, no. We, we have, have one the, more uh, segment. Yeah, sorry. We have the... Uh, oh, yeah, we have the the most clean... Oh, we're going to have, like, the awards, like, our predictions uh, yeah, yeah. for the tournament. So, our predictions okay. for awards. Um, so, first up, most clean sheets. He's going to The most clean sheets. Goals. I think the most... Oh, the most clean... Sh- I'm sorry. So, who will allow the least goals? Yeah. Like, I'm the gonna, most clean sheets. Yeah, I'm going to go with... Uh, what's his name? Sergio Romero for Argentina. Mm-hmm. That's a very solid pick, and I was going to pick him. Okay. But now I'm going to change it because you <laughs> picked him. Oh, no. You're okay. So, I'm going to go for... Um, Uruguay's keeper. I can't remember his oh, name. Oh, yeah. Musilera. Musilera. I think they've got a good defense, and I think Godin will be able to, you know, really... Uh, general that defense in the back. Um, I don't have them going to the final, but yeah, I think they're gonna allow a little bit of goals, and for them to lose, it's gonna it's gonna be. Weird. No, I agree. I agree. I think, I think that they're gonna be able to score goals, and I do agree. Their defense is really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Godin's a great player, and so is Jimenez. Those are both very good defenders. Exactly. Yeah. And then what Pereira is really good too. Plus for Porto, yeah. outside back, I and mean, they have a really good defense. Right. And then we're going to do what? The golden the, boot, most goal scoring? Yeah. I'm going to go um, Chicharito. Chicharito? Yeah. I'm going to go Sergio Aguero. Sergio Aguero? Yeah. yeah. I think um, he's going to have a big tournament. He's He, in my opinion, is the best center forward in the world. No, yeah, I agree. And I think he's been in gr- Both of these forwards have been in great form. Mm-hmm. But my question is, so I have Mexico and Argentina in the finals. So say it comes down to that, who would you give the advantage to like to score the game winning goal to win in the Copa America for the team Aguero or Chicharito? Oh, um I think that Aguero is a better player. Yeah. But I think when it comes down to the big games, Chicharito finds a way to score. Yeah. I mean I, I saw Argentina and Mexico play last October in Dallas and it right. would have been an absolute blowout if Chicharito could finish. Mexico <laughs> was up two zero and gave up two goals in the final ten minutes. Right. I mean it so Mexico could beat Argentina. I mean Messi played for Argentina that game. They had some you know, A-list players. Right. So it was no joke. I mean, it, it, it'll it be a very serious game. And 
I mean, it, no matter who's in the finals, I'm expecting this tournament to be really good. A lot better than a lot of people think, thinking that. Because, you know, it's in America and the Euros and it's not the World Cup. But there's still a lot of good squads. Right. And then your biggest surprise? Uh, I think Costa Rica. I don't think a lot of people yeah. um, expect much from them without Kaylor Navas. But, uh, you know, I think they're a very team-oriented side, yeah. like I said earlier. And uh, they'll, they'll be able to work together and play well. And, um, you know, create an upset against Brazil. Yeah, I'm th- my, my biggest surprise is Mexico. I mean, they have them winning it, and I, I don't think a lot of people... I'm sure some people have picked Mexico, but I don't think... I think people expect Mexico to do good, but not necessarily win it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my biggest surprise is Mexico. Right. And biggest disappointment? Uh, Brazil. Brazil. Um, like I said, I don't think their mentality is there. A lot of people expect them to, you know, go far, even win the, even win the tournament, because they are so talented. But you got to remember, they're, they're missing out on Thiago Silva... Yeah, um, David Luiz, David Luiz, Neymar, yep. and a couple other notable players. Um, Firmino, yeah. which I think is silly that they yeah. left him off. He's Ramirez, a Marcelo. I mean, no, there's a lot of good players yeah. who are being left home. So they're leaving a lot of players home, and that's a lot of experience at well at, yeah. the, at the top level. So uh, you know that coupled with their tendency to crumble in big games, I, yeah. just, I think they'll lose it. Yeah. And, my biggest disappointment is is USA. I have them advancing, but I would not be surprised if they failed to advance. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's a tough group. It's maybe not the hardest group, but it's still a tough group. That being said is I still think if we don't advance, it'll be a huge disappointment. I mean, we're the host country, and the host country is always expected to make an impact. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. And I think it'll be disappointing for all the fans that buy tickets. No, I agree. Um, but then speaking of us not advancing, so if we don't advance, does Jurgen Klinsmann keep his job? No. No? Yeah. I, I, I honestly don't think he should have a job now. Um, I think he should have been canned earlier. Um, we did do well in the uh, in the in the World Cup, but since then we've looked awful. Yeah, I I believe they hired him towards 2018, and that's why they haven't fired him. Because yeah. they knew in 2014 we you know could compete, but we wouldn't necessarily be like – you know, like we could be competitive with the good teams, but we weren't gonna win the thing. Mm-hmm. And I think they know we're not gonna win it in 2018 either. But I, 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 think we need to make some progress. I mean, we've taken some steps in the right direction, but every time we find a way to take steps back, yeah, it's it, it's like a you know two steps forward, two no, steps back type no, deal. It seems like we're at the same level. I agree. Um, maybe a little bit better, but it's not the progress that I would want to see. Yeah, no, you're right. Because we went down and lost to who? Guatemala 3-0 in mm-hmm. qualifying? Exactly. Like, we, we failed to qualify for uh, the Olympics yeah, which in, is a, in bad. an easy group. Yeah, because we, we lost to Honduras in the semifinals, yeah. which is unacceptable. It's ridiculous. You can't be losing to Honduras. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. And, you know, not being able to qualify for tournaments out of the CONCACAF region is... Unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Yeah. There's literally yeah. one other good team, mm-hmm. and it's Mexico. Yeah, or Costa Rica, I mean, yeah. at times. But it, even then, like, I think, what yeah. is it, four teams qualify? Yeah, Three teams qualify? I believe it's four automatically, and then a fifth could get in with... Right. I mean... The qualifying. There, there are three decent teams in the region, right? Yeah. Like, you got to be able to be one of those three it's kind of ridiculous no i agree um but you know that's that's beside the point they're in the they're in the uh copa america hopefully they'll do well i'm not expecting too much um but that is something to that that u.s teams do struggle with is high expectations no it is because we do dominate like every other sport no we do and i i believe that's the biggest issue is the 
false sense of you know we're better than everyone else because we think americans think that in sports and life and literally everything like our army's bigger than yours you know our basketball team kills everyone at the olympics you know our hockey team's even pretty good Mm -hmm. so people you know look at us and they assume you know we're gonna be good at everything right when that's not the case in soccer because we don't get the best athletes no, we don't. I mean, you look at uh, you look at the hierarchy of sports in America. Soccer's fourth in the pecking order. I yeah. Mean, there's football. There's baseball. Basketball. Hell, even track and field probably gets better athletes than you know soccer. So, um, and up north there's hockey too. Yeah. So it, it, there's a lot to compete with no, in America. There's for soccer. There is a ton to compete with, and that's probably the biggest issue is mm-hmm. in other countries. It's soccer or basically nothing. Yeah. I mean, some people play rugby in some countries and basketball and stuff, but it's very rare. Yeah. For every, you know, 100 kids that play rugby, you know, 100,000 play soccer or football over there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, it'll, we will be able to compete eventually. I mean, we're starting to get better athletes. Like, I think Zardes is a really good athlete. Yeah, he's, I think he's, he's a very good athlete. I think he's the type of guy who could have played another sport, but he stuck with soccer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we need more people like that. Like, Odell Beckham was a superstar soccer player oh, I didn't know in that. high school, and he quit soccer to focus on football, which ended up being a very good decision. Yeah. But, I mean, imagine if we had him for the soccer team. That'd be very good. I mean, he would... He would be what twenty one. He's like twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, be he's hitting. he's in a he's a ridiculous athlete. No, he is a ridiculous athlete. I mean, we could have him flying down the wings or winning headers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. An extremely talented player. Yeah, I've always made the analogy like, what if LeBron James played center forward? Yeah, you know what I mean. He would be unstoppable. Yeah, in there. no, you're right. Absolutely no, unstoppable. Imagine playing like Kawhi Leonard in goal. Or he's got the yeah. longest arms in the world. Or KD in goal. Like you're not gonna like. Nobody's and they're good score. athletes yeah. too. They can move their feet. They're quick. Mm. He's making saves that even Tim Howard probably can't make if he oh, trains yeah. for this his whole life. But why would you if you could play in the NBA? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something to be said for playing a worldwide sport, you know? Mm-hmm. But it seems like it's a sure bet or a more sure bet to go pro in football or basketball, you know, because the only big leagues in the world are um, in America, right? No, you're right. So you only have that talent pool to compete with. Whereas in soccer, you have, you know, Brazil, you have, you have South, everywhere in the world, really. I mean, you've got South Americans, you got, you know, other North Americans, Central Americans, you've got Europeans, you've yeah. got um, Africans, Asians, all trying to get in that same position yep. that you're in, you know. So you got to compete with a lot more talent. And, you know, these guys in America are like, I'm going to go play football and no, make yeah, just it, as much money, if not more. No, wait, yeah, if you, if you sign, if you're the best American soccer player, I think, Michael Bradley's probably the highest paid American soccer player, making about six million a year. Yeah, but I think LeBron, if he no, if he yeah, tried you're to right. play soccer, he'd be much better. Than no, he would. Michael he'd probably Bradley. make double that. He'd probably make oh, about yeah. ten, twelve million a year, right? If LeBron not makes twenty plus right now, yeah. plus the, all the endorsements, all yeah. the people. I mean, it's just financially and physically, it's, he can yeah. have a longer career playing basketball than he can playing soccer. Much longer, yeah. Yeah, but hopefully we get that fixed, and you know, I think the state of the U.S. men's national team is good. I think we're getting better. I think we have lots of young talent. We need to yeah. make tournaments like the Olympics because that's all about development. Mm-hmm. I, I think we have the potential to improve, but we aren't making the steps that we need to be personally. Like, that's what I feel like personally. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't seen the improvement that we have potential to make. Um, we are improving steadily, but not, not quick enough, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, it's, it's good to see improvement. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. 
All right, well, I think that does it for today. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll uh, come back with a Euro preview yeah, as we'll, well as a Olympic preview. Yeah, we'll have Euro preview. We'll have Olympic preview. I mean, we'll preview everything big. We'll preview the Premier the stuff before the Premier League. That's a yeah, while definitely. away. Olympics is, doesn't start till August either. Right. But we'll probably have a show talking about the USA-Columbia game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll, we'll have other, you know reviews of uh of yes. Copa America matches of you know Euro matches and stuff as they happen um as well as probably a preview for the finals of each tournament yes yeah of course we will be talking all about it I mean when transfer news starts to become more relevant once you know silly season gets started mm-hmm. so you know we'll, we'll we'll be covering everything but yeah we'll definitely we'll have a Euro preview next week definitely all right, well, um, as always, you can get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, SoundCloud, yeah. iTunes. We have a website. We have a website, pintofootball.com. Yeah, everything's um, pintofootball. It's, yeah, it's really easy. We made it all the same. Um, as well as we're working on the YouTube channel still, so uh, we'll get that up for you guys, and uh, thanks for listening. We'll yeah. see you next week. Good night, Canada. <laughs>